Welcome to the Being Human Podcast, the podcast that asks the question, whether through ancient wisdom, philosophy, or religion, how do we navigate the 21st century whilst maintaining our humanity? I'm your host, Chris Lewis, and today's episode will be part two in our series on creativity entitled Inspiration. Hello, fellow humans, and welcome back to another episode of the Being Human podcast. So today is going to be part two in the series on creativity, which I began, gosh, on April 25th. So it's been quite a bit of time that has passed concerning the specific subject of creativity. Creativity is a subject close to the heart, something that I find very fascinating, interesting, but also something worth expressing. And I think that we all inherently, because we're human, inherently have this desire for creativity and self-expression because we all see the world in very unique and creative ways and very consistent with our personalities and character and things on how we, and even our worldviews as well. But I would say that we all uniquely experience a subjective reality that is special to us and that we can in fact share with the rest of the world. And I genuinely believe that it does make the world more beautiful. So it has been quite a bit of time since we've been back here concerning the topic of creativity. Nearly what, like a month, nearly a month. Yeah, it's been nearly a month. If <laughs> I forgot the date today. I was on vacation last week, so I was out about and was in a place where time really didn't matter too much. So I lost my track of days and dates. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating stuff, kind of how our minds operate when, when we don't need to be concerned with dates and times. It, that's a very liberating time too, which is another aspect of where genuine inspiration and creativity can develop. So... With that said, today's, I guess, perspective or angle at coming at creativity is going to be inspiration. The last one, I believe, was talking more about the innate desire to create that's within humans and how it's just naturally there. Now, you might have different reasonings for why that's very much so the case, whether you hold to a particular religion or to a particular philosophy, you're going to develop your own ideas concerning the origins of creativity and where it comes from and how it's developed. And gosh, you'll have to go all the way back to the first humans that became self-aware and self-conscious and aware of their own existence and aware of the world around them and not just living by these beastly animalistic desires and passions, but rather we can produce good things such as ethics and morality and, you know, artistic endeavors and and have fulfilling vocations in which align with our desire to create and to develop and things of that nature. So anyways, that's what that last episode mainly focused on. So if you want to hear that one, you can go back. I believe it was April 25th and I don't know, maybe like four or five episodes, maybe six. I'm not really sure, but you can check it out, you know? So yeah, I would encourage you to, if you haven't heard that one yet. So this is going to be the second part focusing on finding inspiration. So inspiration is of great importance, right? Discovering and discovering this creative important, the, the creative um, 
discovering this creative aspect of inspiration is significantly important because inspiration is the stimulating force behind the creative process. It's the things that propel us, the things that motivate us, the things that, that kind of get us going initially, the inspiration behind, right? Or even during, sometimes when you're working on a project or something new, you know, and you're about a quarter of the way, halfway through, you're, you can find yourself lacking, not so much the motivation, because that's another part of it as well, but inspiration and being inspired to actually develop or to, to make something beautiful or make something that otherwise wouldn't exist if you didn't bring it into the world. So this episode should be relatively short. Hopefully it is. I say that every time. I know I do. I have a bad habit of just going off on rants, but this is going to kind of focus even on the sources of inspiration, right? Like what can potentially be very helpful in the sense of like what possible experiences in the world can help us discover inspiration or just cause inspiration in our lives. And there's a few avenues that we can go, right? One aspect is nature. Now, if you know anything about me, I am not an outdoors person. Um, Interestingly enough, I do tend to lean more extroverted, but that's not contingent upon you can be introverted and go and go camping and go hiking and be very outdoorsy, go surfing, go biking by yourself, whatever. There's a lot of different, the reality is you don't have extroversion. Introversion doesn't really play here very much. Um, but nature itself, some people love it. They, they're, they're very inspired by it. They can go out camping, hiking, enjoy the outdoors you know, view the redwoods, the sequoias, all kinds of beautiful trees and plants and animals and elk and deers and whatnot running around. And if you like raccoons too, like whatever, you know, if you like bugs and spiders and creepy crawly things, yeah, the outdoors could be your jam, could be your thing. If you like ants all over your food, (laughs) like just talking about the... I don't know. I guess I'm painting it kind of negative. I literally just went camping with a friend of mine and uh, he asked me about a month ago because he's been wanting to go camping. He hadn't been camping in a year. He's very outdoorsy, uh, loves going outside, loves hiking, really enjoys it. It's very therapeutic for him, very helpful. It's a very beautiful thing for him. For me, it's, it's a little bit of work. It takes effort. And I was in a place when he asked that I was like, I need to challenge myself a little bit. So I agreed to go camping with him. We went, it was mainly a road trip, but we did camp for a couple nights, went on a long, lengthy nine mile hike, which was beautiful. It was very beautiful. It, It was way up North past the Eureka, California and a city called Klamath. It was very wonderful time. We got to hike through a bunch of redwood trees all the way through to the beach, which the beaches are significantly different than where I live in, in uh, Southern California. So it was a really beautiful experience and was able to make it all the way back. I tripped and fell. Unfortunately, hurt the script at my knee a little bit. Totally. Okay. I can go to work. I'm totally healthy to go to work. So it didn't really affect me that bad, but point being, 
when we were there, I did bring up the fact that I had this very visceral healing experience. It was just completely for me, like it just, I felt immersed in this environment, green environment. And for some odd reason was just having this really, and that's the only way I can explain it is this very like therapeutic healing experience. And it was a wonderful time. Now, I won't say that that inspired me to be creative, but I definitely can see the utility in that and going out for a hike or going camping or going out in nature or going on a road trip and seeing all the beautiful oceans and lakes and rivers and creeks. It's beautiful. And that can inspire a lot of people. So that can potentially be one source of inspiration as well as art too, you know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not particularly that well educated in art. I do have an artist that I, I thoroughly enjoy, Renee Magritte, who's a postmodernist painter. Thoroughly enjoy his work. Very, I guess, trippy kind of stuff. It's, it's uh, Renee Magritte more than likely did some psychedelics or something, or the guy was just crazy because a lot of his art's very, it's, it's beautiful, very creative, very expressive. Uh, the Torture of Images is probably one of my favorites of his. It's a, it's, I mean, it's a painting of a pipe and says, this is not a pipe. I think it's a pretty cool painting. I don't know. It's like meta. It kind of trips me out. I, I really enjoy it. It's, you know, if you want to hear my, my uh, one of the reasonings behind all this, like I, I'm not going to go into depth here, but point being is that art can be very inspirational, uh, very encouraging towards creativity and they very much so can be. I mean, I've seen Starry Night, Van Gogh, and whatnot, and pretty cool stuff. Beautiful. I mean, I've seen a lot of... I mean, I've, gosh, man, you can go to... In this area, you can go to LACMA. Gosh, the Getty. I haven't even been to the Getty. That's another spot that seems to be a really hip spot where a lot of my friends have gone, and a lot of people have encouraged me to go. You know, the Metropolitan in New York, beautiful art, MoMA in New York, or even MoMA in uh, San Francisco, where me and my friend just passed. We didn't get to stop at the museum, but there's a lot of beautiful art everywhere. A lot of times they have really cool exhibits too, you know, sometimes from filmmakers and things like that. Photography too. You know, photography can be very inspirational, especially when capturing certain, you know, portraits or or landscapes or whatever someone's conveying. Like sometimes it could be very inspirational to see something so beautiful, especially, you know, like a, like a child laughing or something and just the right light and just is able to capture like a, a very special moment. Those kinds of things can inspire people. Music as well. So there's, <laughs> there's a running joke on another podcast. I do the Cynics and Saints podcast that uh, I don't like music you know, the reality is I very much do. It's just kind of a gag that we do. And honestly, like self-effacing jokes to me are pretty funny. I find humor in them because the irony is, is like, I really do enjoy music. And a lot of the music I do enjoy is, you know, things I grew up with, but orchestral music has been really cool, you know, and not just say the classics, you know, Mozart, Beethoven, Chopin, stuff like that. Like, I mean, a lot of that stuff, like, it's awesome to listen to. It's beautiful. And 
but even movie scores for me, like I, I'm a big movie buff. So a lot of like a lot of music in, in film does tend to inspire me a bit, especially when I'm watching the film, like, Oh, that's a really good score. Like, Oh, I like that composer. And I'll download those on Apple music usually. And I'll listen to them at work and I'll listen to the whole score on its own without the film. And if it's one that gets me motivated and going and inspires me, then I'll continue to listen to it probably multiple times or certain tracks on certain um, soundtracks. I'll listen to those tracks and I'll repeat, listen to them over and over. And sometimes that gets me going, gets me inspired. One, uh, one composer, Johan Johansson was who passed away some time back. He had done movies like Sicario and Arrival, you know, he'd, kind of you know but he also had his own his own his own records that he would make outside of that which are very beautiful very beautiful music and sometimes when i'm writing or or i'm you know coming up with notes for a podcast or doing something or even at work i'll put these things on if i'm feeling a lot of, a lack of well really at that point it's a lack of motivation but it's mainly like to to feel some kind of inspiration to feel like to continue going and being creative or doing what I need to get done and do. And, and he's one of the guys that does it for me, you know, so you can find music and listen to it. And sometimes that'll be a very good source of inspiration. I've often, I've heard as well as that if there's one particular song, that's just really getting you like in the mode and in that creative mode, it's worth putting that song on repeat until it no longer serves that purpose. I've heard this from other people, but this is definitely something that I've done before I heard it because it just logically made sense to just play a song over and over because you want to hear it again. And sometimes hearing a song over and over again, legitimately like will keep those creative juices flowing. So music is very helpful as being a source of inspiration and lastly, humanity is another one. And if you have a longer list than this, that's fine. I'm only using four here. But humanity, other people, interactions with other people can often be a great source of inspiration. You know, you ever meet like those people that are very charismatic or very charming, people that can actually, you know, not, not just having those qualities, but they also have the ability to communicate very well and you listen to them and you're just inspired by them. You're genuinely inspired by them because of the way they talk about things and they talk about subjects that interest them. They're very passionate and that keeps you engaged. And sometimes the things that they're saying because they're so impassioned and then, and then the things that they're saying are very profound and powerful to a place that can actually inspire you. Or it could be something as simple as a child doing something that just, you know, sees something funny or amusing or sees an insect crawling is just in awe of that. And you just are moved by that or, or it could be legitimately anything. It could be even like just having a great conversation with your partner or your spouse. And that may very well be something that inspires you to do something creatively. So inspiration can be found anywhere. You could find it in a classroom or you can find it you know, in a classroom with students or at a college campus or at a high school campus or whatever, you can find inspiration, even at your job, talking to the right person at the right time. Sometimes those things can occur, you know, so it's good to be actively engaging with the world because you never know where inspiration may potentially be found because there are 
a lot of ways, or rather there's a lot of sources. There's a lot of sources for creative inspiration. So how do we cultivate inspiration? So this is the next segment. Well, taking breaks, getting away from the thing often brings clarity, direction, and in fact, can be inspiration. There's been many people throughout history who would go for walks when, well, go for walks to clear their minds, right? You know, or go for walks to take a break and just get away from the work itself. And a lot of times they'll find the answers they're looking for. They'll come to the conclusions they're looking for, or they'll be able to develop something that develop an idea that would require them to have walked away with from it in the first place. Cause sometimes we're just so caught up in, in our, in our vision and our sight can be become very myopic and very, very opaque and unclear and uncertain. And we're just focused on this one thing and everything's blurred out. But the thing that we need is outside of that sphere, right? It's outside of it. And sometimes we need to take a step back and just go take a break, which can, which can cultivate a greater amount of creative inspiration. Another thing we can potentially do is to try new things. This forces the mind and the body to function differently and may potentially encourage inspiration because you're thinking differently than you've been thinking. Kind of like taking the break, trying new things will take your mind out of the thing and actually put you in a situation where you especially if you've developed the practice and the discipline of becoming present, that will definitely be a major contribution to developing creative inspiration. So, you know, we can't be afraid to try new things or to do something that's out of, out of our element that kind of puts us in a position of uncomfortability because it will begin to develop our minds and our bodies in a way in which will pull us out of that, that, mode that we're typically in, which more than likely will produce, at least it couldn't hurt in producing inspiration. And then thirdly, keeping creative journals, right? Keeping thoughts and ideas on hand may prove useful when inspiration is lacking. So when inspiration is at a high, it's a good, it's, it's a really good discipline and a good practice to write those things down and as an example, I'll, I'll give is, should have given more examples, especially trying new things. I, I guess I did go camping and I did test, I did put myself in an uncomfortable position because I haven't gone camping in a really long time, but that's besides the point. We're talking about creative journals. So when I'm thinking through something, like say I'm thinking about one subject, sometimes I'll begin to think about another subject and I'm like, whoa, 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 that's a different subject. I'm not as focused on the primary subject anymore. I'm like, well, that other one I want to talk about too. So what I'll do is I'll go, you can write it in your computer. You could put it in your, you can literally have a journal, like a physical journal, which I would recommend, even though I haven't really kept up with that lately. But I would write out ideas there. For me, the best place to put ideas, a creative journal is on my phone, usually notes or pages. Yeah, I have a I have a document that's committed to ideas and thoughts and things that I want to discuss or talk about for the future. And I revert back to that. When I can't if if there's a subject that I haven't that hasn't developed, like say 
say I'm going through a bit of a dry spell and I can't think of something to do, I go back to that list. I go back to that thing and I go, oh, I, I did an episode on that, on that, on that. Okay, I haven't done one on this and I can work through that. Now I have something to inspire me to continue to do this, what I'm doing here. Because sometimes you do run out of ideas or maybe you're just not feeling it. You're not feeling inspired. You're not, you don't feel inspired to talk about a specific subject. So you do have to, especially if you're trying, if your attempt is to be consistent and disciplined and actually to continue with the creative work and endeavor that you've committed yourself to, you, you're going to hit those parts of the journey where it's a little bit dry and there's not much flow. There's not a, a lot of creativity coming. It's natural. Everybody goes through it. As a matter of fact, you can go through it for a really long time. But having these things written down, these documented ideas kept in a journal may prove useful for picking up old ideas for un, uninspired times. And that's been very true for me. And I would encourage you to do so as well. And it could be with any kind of hobby or any kind of vocation or job or whatever, you know, is to write down those things. When you're inspired, write them down. It's like, well, this, it just sounds stupid. It's like, no, just write it down and you can develop those ideas later on. Oh, I don't want to think about that right now because I'm working on this project and, and then I'll be able to come back to that at a much later time. So it's always good. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't have a, physical journal that I do this with, but I do write it on a pages document. And I would recommend that you do that because it's very helpful. It's helped me a lot. You know, I may not even have had this episode if I hadn't wrote those things down. So at the end of this, my encouragement would be, well, I should do a recap realistically. So sources of inspiration, nature, art, music, humanity, etc. There could be plenty more. I'm sure you can think about that and discover, oh, this inspires me. Oh, this is a source of inspiration. This helps. This is helpful for creativity. And some tips for cultivating inspiration, taking breaks, trying new things, keeping creative journals. And I'm sure there are many other disciplines that you can acquire to cultivate creative inspiration. And lastly, my encouragement would be don't be discouraged when inspiration seems non-existent. There are ways and methods that were just listed and which can help. And I think the keeping a list of ideas and thoughts that when you go through these times of un, un, uninspiration, you're uninspired and it's lacking that you actually have this list in which you can fall back on in order to develop more create to be consistent in your creativity because sometimes you're just uninspired. You don't have anything that you're particularly feeling passionate about right now and feel inspired to go do this and that. Sometimes you just have these dry spells where there's not much, not many ideas or thoughts going through your mind in the sense of, of creating something, you know, sometimes you don't even know, what to paint or what to write or what to play on an instrument, right? You just kind of at a loss. So then you pick up things that you want to work on. You pick up things that were in the past when you were inspired. And I think that if you're able to do that, 
to go back to something that did inspire you because you're, you know, you wrote it down, you're able to go back and be like, you know, I'm going to work on that. I think that in that, because in one moment you were inspired by that very thing. And chances are, as you begin to pursue that one idea and to process it, to think it through, or you begin like, oh, I do want to paint that. Like, and you begin to mix the colors together and you begin to paint and the brush hits the canvas or you pick up that, oh, I want to work on that guitar piece that I was working on before, you know, like that GC, but then that little ditty that I had on it, you know, and I want to work on that again. And the thing is, is in those moments when you began that, right, there was inspiration. And the chances are that you're going to more than likely have a higher percentage of developing that inspiration again by going back to something that you've previously written or wrote down as a particular, as an idea of what you wanted to achieve creatively. And I think that that's going to be a place where you're going to probably find some success there with inspiration because at one point you were inspired by that very thing and not too dissimilar from this, right? So this is the second episode in this series on creativity, but I've I think I've posted like four or five, maybe six episodes in between or less. I really don't remember. But the thing was, is I had a lot of other things going on. I had a lot of other ideas. I had a lot of things I wanted to get out before I continued the series. And, but the series was always here. You know, maybe I should have done it vice versa and just kept with the series instead of, but that's my mistake. That's how I wanted to work. And whether I was right or wrong, you know, I have to live with that. That's okay. Totally fine. But the point is, is inspiration is, can it come from within? I, I think it can as well. I don't think it's just externals. I don't think it's just from outside of us, but I will say, yeah, like there's, it's much needed, especially in the creative world to be inspired, but often we fall dry. And like I said, if you're in that place right now, it's okay. There's, there's some tips. You could even search it, Google search it you know, look up chat GPT, say, Hey, what are some methods for, you know, finding sources of inspiration? What can be helpful? You know? So these are just some of the things and the thoughts that I've kind of worked through and processed through and hopefully they're helpful for you too. You know, so I want to encourage you. It's okay to feel uninspired, but you don't have to stay there. It will take effort, but you can get to a place of inspiration again. And fulfill that vocation of which you are uniquely created right you are uniquely you you uniquely exist in order to create so i encourage you to continue to do that to be you to be your unique self and show the world the beauty that comes from within so thank you all for listening and i'll catch you on the next episode